startups begin in communities across the country. Why does Silicon Valley get so much credit? My name is Nick Castor. And I'm Caitlin Clays. We're interviewing the people building startup communities across America. But in the areas no one is talking about, the middle. This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast by Mug.News. What is up, Caitlin? How are you this morning? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? Um, I it's so we're recording this on a Monday, and it, so you're based in Austin, and yes, and I'm based in Eastern Nebraska. I split time between Lincoln and Omaha, and it snowed some last night. It was kind of icy, so it's like the first like it's officially winter. Oh. <laughs> Well, you know, we had some kind of tough weather yesterday. We actually had to turn off the AC. It was like 60 degrees, so it was pretty cold. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to tease you, but... <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. Yeah. So that is a complete tease about awesome weather. Um, Okay, so Caitlin and I are linking up because we are the co-hosts of the new podcast called the Ecosystem Builders Podcast. And we we are launching episodes this week. So if, if this is your first episode, like, thank you for joining us. If you're coming in from other episodes, thanks for checking out the show. But we just thought uh, Caitlin and I would link up and just kind of give a backstory of who we are and like what we're doing with the show and kind of give some insight into our perspective um, of the world, which, you know, will relate into um, into podcasting. Um, so, so Caitlin, the uh, like, I guess the first question I have for you, pretty big one. Um, if you were to give like one line of like, who are you and like, what are you working towards? What what would that be? Definitely. So I kind of thought about it and I would say that I'm a creative expression person and uh, I do work in like film, podcasting, voice acting, and one of my passions is to just create. So we work on this podcast together and it's something that I'm passionate about. And I feel that like, like we're talking about entrepreneurship, but I feel that like we're all entrepreneurs in our own way as we kind of pursue our passions and like try to get paid for it as well. Uh, so long-winded, but I, that's how I would describe myself. What about you, Nick? Okay, yeah, totally. So um, I am an entrepreneur. I am starting a media company called The Commonwealth. And the vision for it is that it's a new media company that um, focuses on like podcasts and video series. Um, and I guess the question I'm out to solve with it is can you create media in a way that's monetized online? Um, so our current show is called The Commonwealth of Unique People, which I host. We're launching two more shows with with different creators, and we have a social media team and whatnot. Um, but then, and so this kind of goes into, so we're launching the show on behalf of Mug.News, which is a tech news outlet that covers entrepreneurial stories from the Midwest. So I guess my story or like I guess my my story of getting connected with mug.news is kind of like it was like a, all of a sudden and kind of a weird but I'm excited to be be involved but how um, how did you get get involved with with mug.news Caitlin of course um so Amy Geeling who is also a writer and an animator for mug.news she's actually my cousin uh and we gra like, I graduated college and just kind of got back in touch with her and she said you know I I think I want to set you up talking to someone and that would be Tom Chapman uh and he um was like he looked at my credentials and kind of my qualifications working in um uh communication journalism and he had asked if I'd be interested in like hosting a podcast with someone and that was right up my alley and this is something that I like the business side of everything is something I'm very uh, excited to participate in of course yeah so you graduated last spring 
I sure did. So COVID 2020, baby. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How has it been um, like leaving school in 2020? Because it's been a, a complete shit show for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was interesting. So I was so happy to graduate. I had this great sense of fulfillment. Um, I was staying with my aunt while I was finishing up the semester. So it was really nice to be next to a family member right when I graduated, turned in my last assignment. Um, and then the downside of it is that we didn't have a graduation. We didn't have a walk. Uh, so it felt like there wasn't quite a bow tie on like the end of your experience. But then also I feel like there wasn't a culture shock when I left the college world and entered the business one in professional work. So uh, I'm kind of grateful for that. There wasn't a sense of what am I going to do? It was it was very natural. So pro and con. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, of course. Um, have you have you been able to find? I guess closure may be the right word about like ending your college college career because like mine d- definitely was graduation. That was like a way to end college, and it was just fun to have like all the people I cared about around me for a party. But for like multiple reasons, you can't have parties in COVID and in all of that. Um, so how how have you been able to find that closure to end off college and then move on to the next chapter of your life? Uh, I would say. My biggest closure, actually, I moved. Um, So I'm from Minnesota originally. I went to school in Wisconsin. And then I knew that I wanted to kind of escape the winters, kind of like you mentioned earlier. And so that was actually my closure, is just completely transitioning to different location. Uh, So it's not necessarily your traditional sense, but it's what worked for me. And I think we all can relate to COVID is time to um, find a new normal and prepare for the unexpected. Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, so I guess then just some background on me. I am originally from Sydney, Nebraska. It's a very small town. There were like 80. I went to a public, the only public high school in town, and there were about 80 people in my graduating class. Um, and then I went to the University of Nebraska at school. Um, I then worked for a startup afterwards, uh, then which segued into the media company. Um, and then when COVID hit, I was planning a bunch of live podcast recordings. Um, we had one that was very successful. So my plan was to have all these live podcast recordings. Um, and I had a few lined up um, talking to sponsors and whatnot. And then COVID, of course, you can't have a live podcast recording in the middle of a pandemic. So I was like all my, uh, um, all my personal rev- revenue, like always, I made, made money, went to zero. I moved into my parents' house. I had a long, I guess, personal journey or a decision to make of like, is now a time to get a job or should I continue the entrepreneurial lifestyle? And I chose the latter, which I'm very excited about. Um, but then, um, so along with the media company, I have a production business um, that supports the media company. And I, for the to get uh, production business work, I was just calling up people I was once once connected with. Um, and then that led me to, I, so actually someone I got, I, I called said, do you know Tom Chapman, which I, I grabbed coffee with Tom over a year ago. And, um, they said he may have a project for you. It's worth shooting him an email. So I shot Tom an email just like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. If you know of anyone like a, a very, it was not a hard sales sales pitch whatsoever, but he got on the phone and was like, Hey, I'm starting this outlet. Would you, uh, would you produce the podcast? Um, and I've never had, um, have, have you ever had a sales role, Caitlin, where you just call people all the time? 
Um, a little bit. So that was kind of like my experience. Um, I was very involved with, uh, let's see, like orientation assisting at campus. So it was very much um, working between staff, faculty, and students. And so I'm, I understand a little bit of having to connect with people. You have no idea who they are. Yes. And it can beat the soul down. Like people laugh at you, hang up, all of that. Um, so I was not expecting to get on the phone and Tom saying, hey, I have this podcast that you, that for you to get started on immediately. Um, but that I that was like I don't know five, six six weeks ago maybe, um, and we're we're now launching the podcast, so it's been cool to to see it like to, or I guess hear Tom describe it over the phone, and now it's live and uh, and up and running. Well, and it was great to work with you two over the summer as we kind of developed our our hopes and our aspirations for the podcast. So I think that transition, and now that we're finally here and recording, there was just a lot of work that went into this, and it was really exciting to get to work with you as well on that. Well, thank you, Caitlin. I appreciate I appreciate the the nod as a co-host. So, uh, what is the goal with the podcast? Would you say like what what are we setting out to do? Absolutely. So, I want this platform to be a well. I want this podcast to be a platform to connect entrepreneurs with some information. So, I really think about um, people who are beginning to be entrepreneurs who are like wanting to figure out and navigate the system. But I also feel like this is going to be a really great um, in like outlet for information. For from people who are already in the business and want to improve uh, how they can be better and how can they interact more. Um, what about you? How, what are your some kind of goals for this podcast? Yeah, so I think that's a good one um, and, and a much needed one to support entrepreneurs throughout throughout the middle. Um, and, and we use the term the middle as they're, they're, they don't live basically on the coasts. Um, we, we have a, lo- like a long internal discussion going on exactly like, do we want to term it as the Midwest? And then what's the Midwest? Um, like is Austin, like a, a lot of our teams in Austin, is that the Midwest? Like probably not. Um, so yeah, we use the term the middle. The first goal being what you just said. And then I think there's a bunch of other, I guess, like sub goals, like um, the term ecosystem is not a wildly adopted term that people use across the country. It is very like there, there's pockets of like well-developed entrepreneurial communities that know what an ecosystem is and really understand it. Um, but a lot of, I guess, the economic development world, it seems that the term ecosystem is one that, that may, be new to, may be new to them. So helping, I guess, establish just like terms and like the basic structure from the, from the few inter- from the few interviews we've done it's been um, like I guess I've I've learned a lot on that front and um, I always find when you learn something as your host like you're learning along with your audience um, so I that, that is probably mine I can completely jump on board with that statement for sure. One of the interviews I did, and we'll get to listen to it in the future as well, but with Andy Stoll, he recommended a book that I check out. Um, And exactly like you said is that we're learning as well because uh, terminology is changing constantly. But I checked out the book that he recommended, and I feel that it definitely helped broaden my view of ecosystem building. So. Uh, have you always been interested in entrepreneurship, Caitlin, or is this kind of a new interest you have, or are you just like doing like, are, are you not that interested? That's also an option. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, so that's a great question. And basically I have a wide variety of job experience ranging from management all the way to uh, just working in the fast food industry as well, which is um, its own talent. <laughs> um, but 
I, I noticed that I wasn't necessarily being fulfilled in these positions. And I was like, oh, like the, this is what being an adult is. So you have to make compromises and you don't necessarily need to enjoy your jobs. And um, I was like, that's kind of a bummer outlook. Uh, and then I got connected again through Amy to Tom Chapman. And I got on board with Mug and kind of helping the development and contributing ideas and something, it just clicked. Like it was, it was like a camera lens that has always been a bit fuzzy. And then when you find the right camera um, setting and everything just gets so clear, that was like my my introduction to, I'm like, this is a right fit. And I'm really happy with doing what I'm doing with Mug. Yeah, I like that analogy you just used. Um, what about it makes it like, makes the lens go into focus, if you will? Definitely. So I think that it's my own personal drive. Um, I can manage my time the way I'd like to. I can format um, how I want to spend my day. So if I know, for example, if there's a time in my day where I'm not super productive, I can um, take that break and I'm not in the office. Um, and one of the things that uh, to point out COVID wise, it's nice that we don't have to commute, uh, I will say. And so that's kind of been nice. That's what I enjoy about it. What about you? What got you interested in entrepreneurship? And then what keeps you in it? <laughs> yes, yeah. So um, I would say, like the first I ever was interested in it, probably, I, I was a big fan of How I Built This, which is an NPR show where Guy Raz inter uh, interviews some of the like most most known entrepreneurs, like um, the founders of Airbnb, Southwest, literally like any big company, he's probably interviewed the, their founder. Um, and I remember listening to that, like when I was a like early teenager and that really like drew my interest. Um, and then just for some, I guess, personal background, my dad is in finance and my mom was an elementary art teacher. Um, and I, I find like a lot of the times that like entrepreneurship is a blend of that. There's like creativity and like and a vision and an artistic approach to business and like, like the traditional like business structure, like finance and accounting. Like, um, so, so I'd say in, like, like entrepreneurship is a blend of like both of the things my parents have done of like the traditional business finance kind of like more boring stuff compared to like teaching art and like instilling creativity and all of that. Um, so I, I, it, it sort of feels like it's always been been an interest. Um, and to your point, um, I also get like a great sense of fulfillment out of it. And to me, it's like the creating, creating value that other people deem as valuable that like when you create a product or service, you know, it's valuable if someone's willing to pay you to either perform the service or, or like take the product. So I, that is like, I guess answers the question of like how, like, both why and how I got into entrepreneurship. Um, and it, it, it has been cool being in this role um, where we're connecting entrepreneurs with resources or connecting ecosystem builders with one another um, or learning, for, learning how to build, like learning how to instill more entrepreneurship in, in this country. It's, it's just all um, just unique and I am proud to be part of the show. Um, yeah, so we've now, how, how many episodes have you recorded? Um, I've gotten three down, and then I have three more this week, so it's Dang, going to Dang, okay, be so you were quite ahead of me. Yeah, I've only done three. Um, 
So I need to, I need, I need to catch up, I guess. Um, so, and the, and the goal, the, like, I guess plan on paper was that uh, Caitlin and I would do half and half. Who knows? Cause like now uh, after this week, Caitlin's going to have twice as more, m- no. twice as more than me. So it, it, it may be more than half and half, which is completely fine. Um, but, uh, but how, um, how are the first few gone? Like, how, how are you feeling about the first, first few episodes? I feel like they're going great. And then I also kind of wanted to point out, so you had said that it's like you have three. Well, I think that's a great learning point with um, kind of explaining and really truly showing that sometimes half the battle is emails. (laughs) And um, like you said, reaching out to people. Um, So I don't think it's like, I think it's just like a learning thing to explain to like listeners too, that it's like the communication part takes a little bit of time. Um, And then... I feel really good about these first interviews. Um, I'm very excited to get to share and educate our listeners. And I've already learned things myself that I'm like, okay, that's going on a sticky note and then going uh, (laughs) by the mirror. So just remind me. Uh, And yeah, I feel really good about it. How about you? How have your interviews been? Um, really good. So, but um, to keep it on you just for one second, Caitlin. What's been like the one sticky note? Like, what's been the most valuable thing you've taken away from all the, all of these interviews? Complexity and not uh, what was the complicated? Complex, not complicated. Uh, I feel like when you are an entrepreneur or when you do have control over your time, it can get a little overwhelming. You have a million things to do. What do you do first? Who do you connect with? Why aren't they messaging you back? Like, I think, I think if you think about it, it's a complex system. It's not complicated. Like, you know, complicated. Don't be afraid of it. Um, kind of find it more navigating. Uh, that that was like something that really stood out to me so far. What about you? Um, so I interviewed Cecilia Wassinger last week and her, she's an ecosystem builder that specializes in inclusive collaboration. Um, so promoting an environment that, um, is equitable for all who want to be involved. And that is of course in 2020 and all the like civil unrest and George Floyd's, uh, George Floyd's murder and like all of the civil rights movement that followed, um, I guess her perspective in that topic is very relevant um, and needs to be talked about. And I was surprised in all of that. I was asking her about like just her advice and her perspective on how to build an inclusive environment for like within an entrepreneurial community. And all of the advice she was giving was just, I, I guess, more apl- applicable to like how to build a strong culture. That's why it really wasn't even about like, I, like, I, I kind of thought, I guess it would be about like race and social distance, like, social and cultural differences. Um, but it really wasn't at all like that. And it was just like, how do you build a culture where everyone feels like they have a stake in the, the direction that the organization is going towards and wants and chooses to be involved and participates and like cares about what's going on. Um, so that, that I, um, I sometimes find it weird to re-listen to the episodes where you host because like I am the like I was there for the for the first time. I don't know if I need to catch it a whole bunch after, but that is probably one where I will re-listen a few times after just because I I I can't even I haven't ever had enough time to reflect on like all the bullet points I learned, but I just like I thought it was like I was moved in the conversation. So yeah, um, and then. Okay, last question for you, Caitlin. Who is your dream guest? Like years from now when we're still hosting this show and we have hundreds of thousands of listeners, who is like the top of the bucket list of like, I want to reach out to this person? Um, so 
I am very passionate about LGBTQ rights um, and within that community, I feel that is also one of those underrepresented communities. Um, there is an app um, that I think has really connected um, queer women um, and it's called Her, H-E-R. And I'd really like to interview um, the, the founder of that. Um, and I wanna ask her questions along the lines of, how did you get that off its feet? Um, now, this is, this is at a time when Tinder has been like around, but, but that's mainly for like straight individuals, like for example, but um, just the connectivity between LGBTQ community and the way that this app is formatted, it's actually to help queer women find a community more than like, and beyond just a dating app. So I, I, that was something that I'd like to like potentially interview her at one point, so. Okay, and where, where's that company based out of? Um, it's actually based out of California, so. Mm -hmm, nice. Mm -hmm. um, so mine is, um, I at first, when I first thought, like, was first assigned this project, I didn't really have, I didn't even think through, I thought we were just in interviewing ecosystem builders. Um, but then in a meeting with Tom, he, he posed a question to us, like, who's your dream guest? And, and he mentioned, like, a, um, he's connected to a former presidential candidate, and he's like, this person could come on. And it was one of those, like, I didn't think that we were interviewing former presidential candidates. I thought we were interviewing, like, community and ecosystem builders um, and, and community leaders. So it was, like, it totally, like, I guess, broke the framework that I was, like, applying to guests. And his comment was, like, interview whoever you want. And my answer that after thinking on it is Kara Swisher. Kara Swisher was the... Um, Worked for the Wall Street Journal and was the first, uh, one of the first journalists to report on technology in San Francisco. Um, so then she worked at the Wall Street Journal and then started her own media company called Recode Decode, which um, just sold to, to Vox Media recently. Um, and I would like to interview her about the value of community building to a startup community. Um, so like all the work and like she has really good stories. She has now two podcasts. One's called Sway with the New York Times and the other is called Pivot. Um, and the latter is a talk show, but she has really good stories on like, oh, when I met um, Brian Chesky and the founders of Airbnb, uh, we um, no one thought Airbnb was going to work. And we met them at a coffee shop and I... Um, like we like it was just us four at the table all talking about Airbnb. Um, and my like my question about that specific story is so like I, I'm a broke entrepreneur and do like did the Airbnb founders did they buy their own coffee? Did you have to buy the coffee for them or did they not drink coffee? Like I'm I'm interested just in like that dynamic. Um, and then then also like being the first one of the first tech reporters in Silicon Valley, I'm, I'm, I also just have, I guess, questions about that of like, did you see more, like once more resources were devoted to telling these like new business stories, how did that change, change the business? Um, and she's also really good at like holding these tech companies accountable. So that would be like a whole other bucket of, of conversation. Um, so that is mine. And I've now, like, after Tom posed that question, I've now thought a lot about that interview, but definitely a dream guest. So um, if any listeners or if Kara Swisher is listening to this podcast, <laughs> um, that um, she is top of the guest, guest list for me. Um, all right, perfect. Caitlin, well, um, is there anything else I didn't or, like, we didn't talk about, like, that um, insight you want to give listeners about who you are? Um, I guess... The biggest thing that I've learned about this 
um, and it being involved in ecosystem building and then entrepreneurship as well, is that there are no hard edges. There are no straight boxes and that's that can be intimidating at points, but I love that. And I'm so excited that talking to our guests and they're kind of proving that point that it's more of a web rather than a box when it comes to entrepreneurship. Uh, so that's something that excites me and um, I'm excited to learn so much about it from our guests and then uh, progress along the way and help our listeners. Yes, of course. Um, yeah, so we uh, we released two, like, I guess, traditional episodes or episodes that will lo- look look like like two episodes that will be the episodes week in, week out. And this is just kind of a fun bo- a bonus episode. Um, and if you, um, because we're new, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts if you're li- listening on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about the show. It is actually a huge help as we get off the ground. Um, so thank you for being a part of the Ecosystem Builder community. Absolutely. Thank you so much.